but it was a, um, a roller coaster ride, like in medical school, because, you know, I thought I was going there and I would be like meditating and oming and kumbayaing with everybody. <laughs> and then there were cadavers and like tests every week, and it was super stressful. And it was, you know, one of the most intense experiences of my entire life because it was really medical school. So, um, it's, it's the way of, of looking at the body and understanding the body, but actually doing it in the most natural way to help the body heal itself. Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today, we are joined by April Cunningham, confidence coach, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. We are very excited to have with us Dr. Damon Jones, who is joining us from her medical practice in Washington, in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Dr. Day, welcome, welcome. We're so glad to Thank have you. Thank you. I'm so excited. I get to be one of the girls. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So what's interesting is we explore a wide variety of topics, mostly related to health and, and of course, habit change. And I find myself often saying, we're not doctors. We just play one on the internet. And yet, here we have an actual doctor. And so I thought it would be good for you to maybe tell the audience a little about your education and certifications, as well as how long you've been practicing and what kind of health you're focused on. Um, okay, so my name is uh, Dr. Damon Jones. Everybody calls me Dr. Day. Uh, and I am a naturopathic doctor. And so I didn't know, I know nature what? I know people are saying that, but naturopathic or naturopathic, it's pronounced both ways. And there are five schools in the United States that focus on naturopathic medical training. So at the end of our four years in medical school, um, we are board certified to be physicians, to work with patients, to do labs. However, our focus is always uh, looking at the underlying cause of the problem and treating it in the most natural way through lifestyle instead of focusing on medications and surgeries um, and procedures. And we know about those. And depending on where we are in the country, we can prescribe medications. Like in D.C., you can prescribe certain things. In Maryland, you cannot. So it's jurisdiction to jurisdiction. But it was a... Um, a roller coaster ride, in, like in medical school, because you know I thought I was going there and I would be like meditating and oming and kumbayaing with everybody, and <laughs> then there were cadavers and like tests every week, and it was super stressful, and it was you know one of the most intense experiences of my entire life because it was really medical school, so. Um, it's, it's the way of, of looking at the body and understanding the body, but actually doing it in the most natural way to help the body heal itself. So that's awesome. my training. And I've been in practice for 18 years. I'm a native Washingtonian. And I came back to D.C. after I graduated and helped 
get us recognized as physicians in the district because we were not when I first um, started practicing. And then in Maryland in 2016, so it took a few more years after that. In Virginia, wow. we're still working on it. So we're still working on it. So state by state. Well, thank you so much for all that you do and for doing that. I personally and the audience have heard me say um, my journey with a naturopathic doctor uh, helped me, healed me. And I was I'm so grateful because of the very things that you mentioned, the, the absence of surgery and to be able to heal my condition through food um, and herbs was life altering. And I think it, I can I can say this, that it absolutely put me on the path that I am today because I had that experience with a naturopathic doctor that was very positive and that absolutely um, helped me heal. That's awesome. I'm so glad. Similarly, I was 21 and I graduated from college and my mom told me, I want you to go see this lady who happened to be an naturopathic doctor. And she led me you know, on the path to April. So I totally get it that this really can be a transformative process and Absolutely. it leads you in that place of where your passion is. Yeah. And so many people turn to traditional medicine for pills and drugs. And it's nice to know there's power in food and that we have more options than just what's presented uh, traditionally. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I think for, for most Americans, specifically those who live in a busy metropolitan area, the idea is just help me feel better so I can keep going, yes. as opposed to trying to stop and address what got me to this point. So it, it is a, a different approach, but one that I think has the ability to potentially change someone's life, um, as April said, really transform and heal them. So yeah. it's beautiful. Yes. So... So uh, we talk a lot of, at The Jealous Vegan about the fact that we are not vegans, yeah. um, yet we understand the power of food and the power of plants, but you are a vegan, is that right? So actually, the answer to that question is no, I'm actually not a vegan. Um, I've been vegan for like many times in my life and in my home, I'm 100% vegan. Um, I will have to say that just for convenience, um, like particularly when I'm traveling, sometimes it's just a little bit easier to have a couple different options that are outside mm -hmm. of being vegan. But I think the key thing for anyone is that you have to use the diet that works for you. And, and I think that a lot of people feel like they have to do one particular diet, this fad diet, this keto diet, this, you know, vegan diet. And I think that you really have to do the one that influences your body to the best of its abilities. And that I 100% believe that you need to be plant-based at least 80%. But when I start getting into the, you know, when I eat too many nuts and I can't eat soy and I can't, you know, because I have these food allergies, those food allergies, it gets super complicated so I think it's, mm -hmm. it's easiest um, just to say that you have to do what's right for you. And for me, most of the time I'm vegan, but I don't do well with certain um, like soy products and I don't do well with gluten and things like that. So sometimes I have to make trade-offs depending on where I am to make sure I'm doing what's best for my body. 
I love that you bring that up. I mean, that's our ethos here at The Jealous Vegan. Jen just sent me a message that said, keto, one word, because she knows I'm like, death to keto. Um, it's just a soapbox that I stand on. I'm death, I'm anti-diet because I, I just, because of my own journey. And I know that you've got to eat for your biology and you've got to eat for the situation. Um, if you're right. somewhere where you're in a food desert, we talk about this in other episodes, do the best you can to eat healthfully for your unique biology. And I think that's the thing that people don't, understand something that I learned is that it's got to be your journey and your biology. Um, and keto is one of those things I'm just like, that um, audience y'all have heard me go on a tirade about that, about keto specifically. Um, but I'm anti-diet and y'all, y'all know that. Yeah. I I like specifically too, that you said, uh, people in general should eat 80% plants. Um, I think that that's a great rule of thumb. I also think it's, it sets people on the right path to being able to navigate what they want their eating plan to look like. If they have the structure of, okay, 80% plants, what does that look like for you? Does, you know, is that, is the 20% breakfast or is the 20%, you know, (laughs) but, but at least it gives people some framework, right? And they're not just thinking, okay, I know I need to eat plants, but I don't know how much and I don't know when, and I don't know, you know, how I think it's, especially when people are starting out and a lot of our audience are people that, are just um, starting out with a plant-based diet, really not vegan, more so plant-based, people who feel the need to eat better and to eat more plants, but don't know where to start and don't know how to do it. And I think that that 80-20 rule is like spot on for somebody who is just trying to be more conscious about what they eat and their own health and how to navigate, you know, making a dietary change. So I love that you said that. 80-20 rule. <laughs> I wish I could, um, I could, you know, take credit for it. But if we look at medical research, that's really what it shows. Mm-hmm. That if we want to reduce, you know, heart disease and we don't want to reduce cancer, either cancer prevention or someone who's living with cancer or, you know, trying to overcome it or um, diabetes or any of the, you know, major chronic illnesses and diseases, if we look across the most... Um, the best diets to have, help them have the best outcomes, what they all have in common is that they're at least 80% plant-based. So um, I take that from the research. And then, like you said, how do you practically apply it, Lisa? Like, how do you practically do that so that I can understand what that looks like on my plate every single day? And I think it helps to, I love that because it helps to take some of the anxiety out of when someone's trying to make a change to your point, Lisa, like trying to make a change. It's like the results are dizzying. Like um, I've talked about this. I'm newly married and uh, my husband is not plant based yet, but open, very open and trying to make the transition. And he watched Game Changers and he was just like, "Okay, I'm going vegan. And that lasted till lunch because then it was like, (laughs) Wait, what? Um, Now what do I eat? (laughs) Exactly. And all those questions come up. So I think it's really, I love that you talk about this because it takes the anxiety, it can take the anxiety out of the how by focusing on this 80-20 rule. I don't think you even said 80-20 rule. That's just what we implied. I guess so, 80-20. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Carry on. It's. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there's an 80-20 rule in a lot of things in life. So I think that's where we got it from. (laughs) Yeah. So- so not to be the, not, not, to, not to declare this is wrong, right? But the 80-20 rule basically is that 80% of your efforts come from 
I mean, 80% of your results come from 20% of your effort. Um, and so I want to talk about that specifically, because I think for the most part, people focus on, you know, I want to get healthy. Let me go get a gym membership. Is that the, the 20% of work that's going to produce the 80% of results that we're looking for? So, you know, I think movement is important. However, uh, I don't think it's the most important foundation. And I think a lot of people get this idea that if you work out, you're going to get better. But if you don't look at, you know, really foundational pieces, one of the things I, I have done over the 18 years in my practice is that I look at this idea of replenish, restore, renew. And so that's the framework that I use for everyone. And so in replenishing yourself, you have to really think about, you know, my two tenants there are detoxification and nutrition. And that those pieces really are the most important places to start. Because what I don't think people really recognize, when I say detox, let me just be very clear that I'm just saying ridding the body of toxins that are preventing the body from doing what it needs to do. So detoxification can be turning off Instagram at two o'clock in the morning so you go to sleep. Like that's a way of, of, of detoxing, right? Oops. So I don't want people to think I'm saying, you know, you take these herbs, you go to the bathroom, and that's what I mean by detox. And that is also a different part of detox, but it's really ridding the body of toxins. So Jennifer, when you're talking about the 80-20 rule, what I would say is that that's really, your efforts really need to be in detoxing those things. Like if if the news is driving you insane, then turn it off, right? So that might be detoxing. You know, that's mental detox. So that's what that's where I really think most of the effort should go in identifying those things that are toxic to our mental, emotional, spiritual selves, and then if we spend the, you know, that time getting rid of those, then the other 80% that we're going to talk about a foundational pieces flow. Can we just, just dive in here for just one minute when you talk about detox? Because I'm getting ready to do a juice cleanse just this week. I'm taking my husband on this journey. <laughs> um, just a <laughs> quick... Wait, wait, does he know? Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> we agree. Yes, yes. Um, Never without consent, okay? <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Lila. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> um, I'm curious what you think. And we've, as a team, have done juice cleanses to detox. I love the benefits, but I'm curious, do you have, um, what, do, what do we think about juicing as a way, a method of detoxing? So um, so I think the benefits or the, the detoxification components of juicing are these. Um, you, you're taking out junk. Right. So if you're just juicing, you're not eating the chips and the cookies and the, all that other kind of stuff. Right. So you're taking out the junk. So you're getting rid of those those things that are toxic to the body. So I think that's part of it. When you're juicing, you're taking out the any digestive difficulties. So if you're having digestive upset for certain things because of like fiber or fats or whatever that is, you're taking those layers out as well. So that when someone is doing juicing, they're really focused on the nutrients that are found from the body and the and the and it allows it to enter into the body easily and assimilate quickly so that you can get those nutrients. So those are the benefits of, of juicing. 
that being said, I am a smoothie girl. So I would juice, but I would just put the whole food in the Vitamix and blend it up and take it. So for me, um, because I think fiber is really important. And when you blend it up, you break all the cell walls, which also helps to remove some of that difficulty, digestive difficulty that people often have, which is why they get so many benefits from juicing. So that would be, you know, that's my always go-to. Everybody doesn't always agree and everybody doesn't want to always do that. And that's fine. But that is, you know, kind of the, 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 the land that I live in is smoothie land as opposed to juice I land. Oh, I, I love it. Now I'm just like, mm, smoothies, huh? Yeah. Okay. You just opened yeah. up my brain. And also okay. if people are having blood sugar issues, sometimes the juicing may be difficult. So, you know, with the caveat of the, the health issues, so the smoothies can kind of help buffer that a little bit so that they're not having those spikes. Um, and if they're on medications and other things like that. So also know that I work a lot with people in that living in that world. And so I also have to kind of think about those particular things related to them. So. Mm, okay, good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, so movement's important, right? But yes. not separate, not separate from, um, can you say those things again? Re- replenish, renew, restore? Yeah, so we wanna replenish, right? And then we wanna restore. And then the thing that I love is when you do all that, you get to reclaim your health and your wellness. So I don't know what I said before, but those are the those are the ways that I appreciate that. So we talked about the first two. So restore is hormonal imbalances is what I talk about. So many people don't recognize the issues that they're having that are causing diseases are literally hormonal imbalances in the body. And so we have to you know restore that. And then when you kind of get those three, then you can restore exercise because now you might have more energy or um, you're you're setting the foundations, you're putting it in the nutritional pieces, all of that. So now when you exercise, you can really go full out into whatever it is, whether it's yoga or it's a marathon, you know, whichever thing works for you because you have set those foundations. And then the movement that you do around that can be, um, been more beneficial to the body and a lot of pain and inflammation has been um, taken away from those first three pieces. And so you have all of those, you know, working together. And then, you know, the final piece that I've learned over the years in my, my own journey is recla- you reclaim yourself, you reclaim your, your health. So many people come to this journey um, and they have depleted themselves. Like when my grandmother was 96, she needed help. Um, to continue to live in her house instead of being putting in, in a home. And so I went to go live with her, to take care of her, to allow her to live in, and live and die in her home because that's what she wanted. And that what I was told in doing that, I mean, I was a naturopathic doctor, but my family was like, your grandmother's more important than you, you know? And how many times are women told that other people are more important than you? And I believed it, even though I knew that it wasn't true and I was helping other women get better and I ignored that and my health started to spiral and I ended up getting sick and having an autoimmune issue and problem. Um, and at that time I was a doctor for eight years. So I, I way knew better, but I still didn't put myself first. I put myself last and I had to replenish myself because I couldn't take care of myself. I couldn't take care of my grandmother. And if that's the reason why I had come in to to do this job, to be this journey, to help her transition. She asked for me to come 
to live with her. She prayed for that. And that's how I ended. I didn't know that until I got there. Um, then I was like, you could have prayed for another grandchild, but she prayed for me. <laughs> she prayed for me. Uh, prayed for me. So, oh, so um, and I wouldn't turn, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change my journey, but I would have reclaimed myself and my health much earlier in the journey because I would absolutely take care of my grandmother and I would do it, you know, all over again. But I would have paid more attention to myself and made myself a priority so that I could take care of her and myself and my practice members and my students and, you know, all the things I was doing at that time. So the reclaim part is really reclaiming it, whether it's from a mental, emotional perspective or because you've healed your body to the place that you can really be full on who you deserve to be. And I I feel like those are the foundational pieces that um, change and transform people's lives. Yeah, I I like how you you talked about the fact that women specifically are often in a position where they feel like they need to take care of others first. And and I'd even extend that to parents, especially right now. Um, A lot of parents have been working from home, also trying to maybe homeschool their children, um, try to keep everybody safe. Um, and, And now I think we even have people who have to maybe take on other responsibilities because Maybe people close to them, their extended family members or close friends are now facing an economic crisis or Mm -hmm. a health crisis or they've lost a loved one. And so how can I support that person? So I think stress in general is something that we're seeing in 2020 more than any other time in my life do I recall Mm -hmm. feeling so stressed. And especially because it's been a more prolonged situation than like, you know, 9-11, which as tragic as it was, happened all in one day and then we dealt with the aftermath because it was it was effectively over yeah um once you know they they realized that there were no um other flights that were going to be in danger but like right now i don't think that we have that comfort of an end in sight so what are some things that people can do to help manage their stress and can and reclaim their health um, before it gets away from them so i think one of the simplest things to do which sometimes is really hard when you're in this um space of so much like tragedy and responsibility and you know we got to go teach everybody like you know how to take care of our human race is to just laugh just have fun um it actually is very supportive and boosting of the immune system um and sometimes people feel like it's not okay in the midst of anger to have a laugh and so i really think that one of the most important things you can do is watch a movie or go get a five minute, you know, video on YouTube or, you know, do something to take you take away all of the I have to understand the finances and what's going on with COVID and how many people have died. And, you know, and what, you know, just, you know, take a break, just take a break and laugh and be okay with that and not feel like you have to stay in the heaviness. Um, So I think that's a really important thing. Um, Breathing. I mean, people underestimate the power of just taking a few deep breaths, really taking deep breaths like in and out and just giving yourself permission to really just woo-saw like that really can, can be a huge healing thing. I'm, I am a strong proponent of mindfulness and meditation. So if people want to do those things, um, they can, and that there are lots of tools and apps and other things where you can do it for five, two minutes, five minutes. You know, you don't have to do it for 20 minutes, but it's a 
aggregation of how often you do it. So two minutes every day is better than, you know, 10 minutes twice a year or, you know, however you want to do it. Um, and that people might not believe this, but eating a really good meal really supports the body, can remove stress, like not comfort food only, but a good solid meal with good protein and vegetables and um, some whole grains, like, you know, like that meal, whatever that looks like for you. When I was in medical school, the worse my week was, the better my Friday meal was. Because when I ate pizza, I was sick on Saturday, right? But when at that time I would get salmon and vegetables and whatever, and I would make that and I would feel good eating it like I was taking care of myself. And then the next day I didn't feel hungover, the cheese hangover, the, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, there are Lee lots of things that people can do that in there every day. Say that again, April. I'm sorry. So Lisa, Lisa was nodding her head about the cheese. Like, mm-hmm, cheese hangover. That's Is that a thing? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is a real. thing. I mean, when you have an adverse reaction to something, I think at any time you have an allergic reaction, right? You always wake up the next day kind of like, what just happened? You know, uh, even if you, anything, you, you take an allergy pill. It's just that groggy feeling that like, Yes. You're, you feel very unsettled. Your stomach's like not quite right. Maybe you have a headache. It's just something definitely happened the day before. <laughs> and your body's still trying to recover. Yeah, it's a real thing for sure. Yeah. I love these suggestions because I feel like these are all like not basic, but they're within reach, right? Yes. Everyone can get on YouTube and watch a video for free that makes them laugh, right? If you don't have a subscription service like Netflix or something, that's okay. You can still access this. Yes. Everyone can eat a healthy, satisfying meal. Yes. Um, and it, it comes down to making a, a different choice. Everyone can take a couple of minutes and breathe and be mindful. And and I think there's one of the, um, the lessons in your, one of your programs that I did where it talked about, you know, having gratefulness. And so yes. I remember like that night I started writing down five things that I was grateful for and how much differently I felt over the days that I continued to do that. Um, so, yeah, I think that these are all really, really good suggestions. That's beautiful. I, yeah, that's my gratitude program. I have a free 30-day gratitude, gratitude program. Yeah. Yep. And I love that you mentioned laughter and you were talking about go find something funny. Cause I, and I thought of you, Jen, because I was like, well, that's Jen. I, just, I go to her house. She's just like flipping through YouTube. Like, and literally like a Rolodex with her phone, uh, with her uh, TV uh, controller. Like, let's spend the, there's a comedian. I was, I'm hanging out with you and that's what she does. She's like, yeah, I'm having a not so good day. I'm just going to watch TV. I'm going to watch comedy all day. I'm just like, okay. But clearly laughter is good for you. Um, not a newsflash, I suppose. But I love that you point that out because- in these times, it's very easy. What you said too is, it, it it can we can maybe feel guilty for laughing in a time of tragedy, and in fact, the laughter is needed to work through the tragedy and uh, and and to yeah. to work through healing. And I just I just love that you you point that out. I think bite sized pieces are really important for anything that we do, um, and a lot of times people think health is not attainable because it's so hard because you have to do all these 5 million things in order to be healthy. And the truth of the matter is if we do little things to be healthy and we do it consistently all the time, our life changes and our life transforms. Again, it could be mental, emotional, or spiritual and a combination of the of all of them I think is important. But if we just take bite size, you know, a couple minutes, 5 minutes, you know, a little time out 
and we do that for ourselves all the time, that self-care is amazingly transformative. And I don't think people think about health in that way. And I try to help people think about that these are the foundations that you always go back to and you just do the little bit all the time and it makes a huge difference in your life. Yeah. I do love your approach and you have a program that I participated in um, and I, I can't remember everything about it. I think it was the five healthy, five, what was it? I'm sorry. It was five quick and healthy meals for busy people. Yeah. And, and in that course, you have a video where you explain how to do like a salad in a mason jar, which love you it. can prepare ahead of time. And I, I mean, and I consider myself someone who's pretty creative, pretty adept in the kitchen. I watched that video and I was like, how have I never done this before? This is amazing. <laughs> because not only does it keep it fun, but it keeps it fresh throughout the week so that each day you can just, you know, pull one out and take it with you to work or, you know, just have for lunch if you're working at home. But I love these it. are, I think, pretty basic things. No, know? I love that. That's like one of my favorite things. Like, I love that. And so I never want to like toot my own horn, but like, I get so excited too. Like, I'm like, what did you make? I made this one. You made this one. You know, like it, it's really, it's fun and you can do it in your downtime and literally grab it and go, right? Because we are grab and go society, but grab and go salad jar, and it's filling. That's the other thing. I'm so amazed. Like, aren't you surprised, like, how much you can, like, shove into, like, the little little mason jar? Like, it's great. And so, um, yeah, I love that, too. Like, I was in corporate America and then decided to be a naturopathic doctor and then went into my own private practice. So I do always try to think about practical tips because I was super busy. Um, and I am still super busy. And so I want things that are attainable. I like uh, your approach to uh, small steps and that everything is is kind of connected. I know when you were talking about um, Gen X earlier about um, people think that if they're going to get healthy, they've got to go to the gym and, and do all of these other things. But I think, like you said, f uh, finding these small things that you can do to increase your overall health um, in really practical ways. Maybe that does mean getting on the treadmill. Maybe it doesn't, right? Um, and these like, yeah, throwing a salad in your bag or being able to do like these small things that help you achieve like this overall health goal. I think that's the part that people, when you talked about people feeling like wellness is this overwhelming task, um, I think society has made us feel that way because they're like, if you don't look if you're not a certain size, if you don't look a certain way, if you're not in the gym 24 seven, if you're like, if you eat anything other than peanut butter, like you're doing something wrong, <laughs> but that's not what it is. That's that's and that in, in so many ways, too, it's not even healthy. Some of those lifestyles that people like perceive to be, oh, well, this person's really fit or whatever. Those people sometimes are still not healthy. And so um, I really like your your kind of small continuous approach to balance really is what it is and and what health looks like because it's it's not just one piece and it's it doesn't look a certain way and it doesn't you know present a certain way but it's this whole spectrum of like you said mental and uh physical and spiritual health it all comes together for people to be able to be their best selves um and so many people neglect the other parts, but it's really important, the whole, the whole part, the whole person. Can I, 
Can yeah. I piggyback on that? Because that's one of the pieces that I love about naturopathic medicine in general is that it's holistic. Uh, when I was the naturopathic doctor, what she asked, she's like, well, how's your work? And well, how's your relationships? And I was just like, why does that matter? Oh, I'm not here to talk about that. I want to talk about what's happening in my gut right now. And she's like, no, no, no. We need to know. What's your stress level like? Right? She started to ask me all these questions that forced me to think about who I was, the person in this environment and the food that was going in, but not just the food, the exercise and the stressors and, you know, all the stuff. And I think that's one piece that gets missed. We talked about this, the difference between that and, and, and Western medicine is they give you a pill or something. There's one way that you're healed, air quote. But, this, but the invitation with working with someone like you, Dr. Day, is that the invitation is to look at your health from a holistic perspective. And I think that that's, that can be mind-blowing for people who are approaching their health for the first time and trying to figure out, you know, uh, the magic bullet, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. One of my coaches um, said to me that I should think of myself as a mentor or a coach and not a doctor, right? Because mentors and coaches are a lot more accessible than doctors sometimes, right? So... Um, and so I do. And that's why I talked, I talk to people like, I'm going to be your mentor. I'm going to be your coach. Let me, you know, kind of put, help you put all the pieces together for your life so that you can figure out how to do it in what your life is presenting to you. And then you can continue to do it going forward instead of me always telling you, this is how you need to do it. And that was a pretty big game changer for me and the way that I looked and approached people because it allowed me to be more of myself. And to really bring the practical tips and tools, because I was a consultant in corporate America. So now I just consult with people on their health. And yes, I happen to be a doctor, which means I understand all the things that you don't understand. So just let me deal with all of that and just give you the, you know, the two minute version of it that you don't have to search the Internet to figure it out. Well, you don't have to search the Internet, but you can find Dr. Day on the Internet. Her website is Healthy Days. D-A-E-S dot com. We'll make sure that we post a link to that in the show notes. What are, what other things are, or ways should people try to connect with you, Dr. Day? So um, in this time of on screen, extra screen time, I've been playing with Facebook more because I haven't. I know you guys have been like giving me the thumbs up on trying to get into social media because I had non-existent <laughs> before I met you guys pretty much. Um, so I'm on Facebook um, and I'm trying to do Facebook lives and other things where I have recipes or I talk about like a stress management or mindfulness meditation kind of thing. So if you go to a Facebook um, backslash healthy days, facebook.com, whatever backslash healthy days, um, that's another good way to kind of get in touch and stay in touch and learn what kind of things I do. And I post on Instagram, not as much, but I'm working on it. So those are the places um, and I do have a Twitter account and LinkedIn, but those are kind of not, I'm not as active on those. Not a problem. All right. So again, healthydays.com. I, I personally, like I said, really benefited from the five quick and healthy meal course. Um, and especially the salad in a mason jar. So if nothing else, I suggest you go check that out. It's one of the, the free offerings that Dr. Day is making available for folks. So we'll, we'll also make sure that we get a link to that specifically. But we really appreciate the conversation. And personally, I feel much more free now um, because what you said earlier about not fitting in any particular box, but crafting what works best for you, considering all of the variables that are impacting my life, um, I, I feel so like much more calm and, and even hopeful uh, 
that I can continue on this journey of health. So thank you personally. Wow. I really appreciate Dr. it. Dr. Thank you. I feel so um, grateful for that. I'm so happy. You know what, guys, is occurring for me right now, right before we close, is in a future episode, Dr. Day, I'd love for you to talk about what it's like to work with a client, you know, and how you take people through that process. I think that'd be fabulous for the audience to get that window into your process of working with someone. Yeah, so thanks, April. So basically what I would say the easiest thing to do is that right now we're doing discovery, like 15-minute discovery calls. I call them priority first, like putting your priority, your health as a priority first. Um, so people could have it's their free call so they don't have to like worry, like, what is this? And they get a chance to kind of talk to me about what their concerns are and what's worked in the past and what hasn't. And then I talk a little bit about my approach to see if that seems like it would be a good fit. So that's always something that people can do because this is different than the conventional model. And people need to understand that this is, you know, we're as a team. I'm not doing anything to you. You are helping to create this new lifestyle for yourself. And then I'm coaching and mentoring you through that and giving you the right guidance so that you can get there. And that people that are willing and ready to do that, this is a great approach for them. So they want to do it naturally. Yeah. And they can just go to your website and sign up for that. that Yeah. There's a call button or something on the website that they can do. And then they can send us an email and schedule something with them. Yep, cool. it's the it's the first blue box as soon as you get on on the website. So y'all easy to heard find. it, audience. Recommended by the Jealous Vegan. Absolutely, naturopathic medicine. Seriously, no, seriously, no, seriously. <laughs> if you're thinking about your health and you know you are, because you're that's why you're listening to this. <laughs> you know what to do. Healthy <laughs> days, okay. Highly recommended. Thank you so much, Dr. Day, for lending your expertise and your experience and your enthusiasm and uh, giving us the opportunity to benefit from it. We appreciate you. you. Thank you, Dr. Day. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take two minutes and leave us a review in your favorite podcast app. And in the meantime, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.